0: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. This is the Shannon Smith Shooting Podcast. Gas it up. All right, welcome back, guys, to the Shannon Smith Shooting Show Podcast. We've got a down and dirty one for you this week. We are on location at Universal Shooting Academy, getting ready for the nine days of nationals, USPSA National Championship. We got optics, factory gun, and limited. uh, Every division of the match, which is something new they've done with the uh, back-to-back-to-back format. I'm lucky to be joined by Mike Foley, president of USPSA. Uh, He was nice enough to get with me for a couple of minutes. We're literally on the range, sitting in a golf cart. I'm smoking a Perdomo, having a beer, getting ready to roll the match off. Registration's open now. Shooters are walking the stages, and we are getting jiggy first thing in the morning. So I've been here for two weeks straight, uh, building stuff, getting matches, uh, stages on the ground. Mike and his crew, uh, build the advanced crew came in. Troy, uh, range master, and Ray, and all the uh, big wigs from USPSA have been here for a week. So it's been it's been nonstop. We're smoked, and uh, he and I are trying to shoot tomorrow. So I'm a competitor first. He probably is too. And we're looking forward to uh, to getting jiggy on there. So welcome to the show, Mike. We're going to jump tra- straight into questions, be some uh, quick uh, down and dirty questions, just a few minutes here, and we got to get back to work. So welcome, Mike. You can say hi and how's it going, and I'll kick you off with the first question uh, after your intro. Why back-to-back-to-back? To because back to back? it's, well, a little little preview to this. We had a meeting <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> Has that been a year or eight months or something? It's been a while. Um, to discuss a back-to-back 2 national championship format here was my understanding going into the meeting. And the first words were, how do you feel about three national championships back-to-back-to-back? So uh, that was kind of sprung on me. and It's been a lot of work since then, but we've got it on the ground and ready to go. Uh, So anyway, say hi, and I'll I'll lead you off with uh, why back-to-back-to-back.
1: Thanks, Shannon. Hey, everybody. Um, You know, one of the interesting things, about match management is if you've never done it, uh, the complexity of putting an event on the ground is 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 always different than what the uh, competitor uh, perceives uh, as important. And so, like you said, we're competitors first, uh, but we also have to get everyone else uh, through the match, and we have to have uh, you know a place that we can we can when host a match. And so when Jake Martins and I uh, sat down with you several months ago, uh, we we came here to talk about two events. And uh, we ended up, uh, for lack of a better uh, comparison, making the beast with three backs, back to back to back. And uh, it's, it's certainly been uh, a learning experience for everybody involved. It's three times everything. Uh, one of the, the, the big takeaways at the end of this match with the aggregate and with, with, with having everyone here in what we would consider to be the, the largest event uh, ever hosted by USPSA and the largest event ever hosted by Universal Shooting Academy uh, comparable only to the 2014 world shoot uh, is uh, that it's going to test people's ability uh, to switch platforms or switch guns on the fly. And we've never really tested that. Uh, Most of our back-to-back events uh, in years past have had a, a day of downtime or a few days of downtime. And in in this particular case, we're going to walk off the range one afternoon and be right back on the the range again the next morning or the next afternoon uh, with zero reset. Uh, It's a a lot like other events that uh, USPSA puts on throughout the year where people shoot multiple guns. Uh, The Steel Challenge comes to mind. Uh, But I think it'll be real interesting to see who rises to the top uh, given the grueling nine-day format. And why, why here? Why Universal Shooting Academy? Well, that, that's, that's another um, great question. Why Universal Shooting Academy? I could give you a myriad of reasons. Uh, the first and foremost being that you have 28 bays that you can readily make into 30-something bays. Uh, when we're putting national championships on the ground this day and time, Jake Martins and I tell uh, clubs or, or uh, shooting destinations with less than 24 bays uh, that they need not apply. And the reason for that is uh, quite simple. Uh, The number of people that we have that will shoot national championships uh, that work out well uh, for uh, competition and for funding uh, the event and uh, for getting uh, everyone that wants to shoot a match through it, uh, that leads us uh, to only have options where we can run uh, 18 stops. In this particular case, we're running 18 stops with 22 stages. Uh, We also have five or six demo areas where vendors or firearms manufacturers are set up And the reason that we want those people here is really simple. They come to us and they spend a lot of money uh, in a year's time uh, with us in uh, advertising, uh, marketing, sponsorship. And so uh, in this particular match, companies like Glock, CZ, STI, uh, Walther, uh, Sig Sauer, they're all set up here where we we can demo and shoot their product. They're all making guns that are competition specific. Uh, that are kind of leading the, uh, the the competition market, so to speak. And when they come to us with uh, uh, sponsorship interest and we have a value proposition for them, a lot of times that includes putting them on the ground here. It's also very exciting for um, USPSA members and competitors and spectators uh, and ROs to get to handle that merchandise, to get to shoot it and everything. So we have to have some space for them. In this particular match, uh, there are very few ranges in the world that could host it simply because we put 22 stages on the ground, and what do we have, like six or eight stages for the second match that are on the ground that won't be used in the first match. That concept uh, flows through to the third match. So in each match, you're going to shoot Uh, six stages you've never shot before you're going to shoot six stages that you may have seen similar stages but they're going to be highly modified for start positions moving targets or target placement and then in this event you'll shoot uh, you know a a third of the match in stages that uh, you have shot before all of those are going to be standards or classifier type stages and we're going to to test uh, those out in hopes of putting them in the classification system going forward so with that in mind Why Universal Shooting Academy? Well, there's no other place in sheer size that can mimic it. The second reason is quite simple. Universal Shooting Academy is a shooting sports destination where you put matches on the ground every single week all year long. You have something going on here uh, almost every weekend. Uh, You certainly do a lot of training here, but because you are in the match production business, you not only have all of the things that we need to produce a match, but you have the culture. And when I pick up the phone and, 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 and call Shannon Smith, I don't have to explain to him what a USPSA match is and why I want to host it at his location. Uh, we generally have one conversation uh, a year out, and we have the second conversation when we start bolting this thing to the ground. And because of that, it, it, it's, it's really simple. So Universal's a great partner for USPSA in, in, in that regard because there's no other place like it. And you're already in our business every single week. Yeah, it was a lot. I I know there you probably see some pushback
0: and complaining on the Internet, but it doesn't matter what you do. People are going to complain. But when I started shooting, the Nationals were in Barrie. You know, that was that was the destination for Nationals. I know before that they were in other places. Uh, And then it seems since then they've moved around quite a bit. Um, you know, went to Tulsa for a number of years. There, went out west for a while, Montana and and Utah, and then Vegas for for a lot of years. Uh, now, now back here, we we certainly enjoy having you guys here. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn. Like as a shooter, I like to see it move around a little bit. You know, from a personal, totally selfish standpoint. You know, I, I bust my ass all for two weeks straight leading up to this thing, so I like it when it's elsewhere, so I can practice and come in and just roll and be a be a shooter, dude. Uh, but business-wise, obviously, that's this is where we make our money, and we we love having you guys here. And it is a lot, uh, like you said. There's 22 stages in one match, and that doesn't count the you know the six I think or eight big ass field courses we built uh, for a match. that's not even going on for three days, and they're that's on the ground ready to go, hang paper and and ready to rock. So, um, not to toot our own horn, but that's kind of why I asked you the question. But it does it does take not only facility, but the people on the ground to to make it happen we have a a uh, really strong volunteer crew here in the area it's you know i'm I'm out here busting my ass but it ain't ain't just me there's a lot of people out here helping um and uspsa brought the crew in which was awesome uh, but we had a pretty good head start before they got here getting things going um so doing that much in a week uh, we would have done it but it would have been a lot you know we, we were able to get a good head start on you uh, this may be a blind question because I don't know the answer. But uh, turnout-wise, do you know? Do you know what turnout numbers are, and and what do you think about them? I I don't know the
1: answer to this. I haven't received a count in the the last few hours, but the match has uh, one thousand two hundred and ninety-six slots. That's four hundred and thirty-two for each match. Uh, The uh, optics match, which is open PCC and carry optics, has been sold out since uh, 24 hours after registration opened. Uh, That was after all slots were allocated for performance slots for people who earned them last year through competition, uh, club slots earned through activity, and then the open registration itself. Uh, that match has had, uh, for whatever reason, and you always have this, people who uh, have to change their plans and they have to drop out. Every time we lost two or three shooters, we would add two or three more from the wait list, and, and this has gone on constantly. Uh, so we have 432 in that match. Uh, this The second match has the same capacity, 432 uh, production in single stack. Uh, I expect uh, over 400 in that one uh, net after cancellations. And then the last one... Um, tended to be the, the the one that never was quite full. Uh, our anticipation is between the three that we'll have about 1,200 shooters. So um, we won't miss that by much. Uh, we have uh, room for up to, to 1,296, but uh, if we get 1,200, I'm going to be uh, ecstatic. Uh, that's the still the largest event that, that we've ever put on in the history of USPSA and it's been well-received by uh, the competitors, and the fact that we have people still trying to get into the match at this late hour tells me that uh, uh, certainly uh, this is a success uh, just as long as we do our part and get everybody through here. Cool. And that's some people shooting multiple divisions or multiple matches, but still
0: uh, still good, awesome turnout.
1: We have about 100 who are going to shoot. Uh, all three matches, and I don't have an exact number, but it was 89 three weeks ago. I suspect it's over 100 now.
0: Oh wow! I thought more than that. That's good. That's I mean, that's it's...
1: that's all three. A lot of people are shooting two.
0: Yeah, right, right. But I thought more than that were shooting all three. So that, so that that means there's a lot of lot of people more more competitors than you think. If there's only uh, 100 shooting all three. Cool. And enough, about the uh, pre-match crap. So now down to the shooting. Uh, so from a shooter standpoint, as I said, Mike and I are here for business, but we're really here to compete. Uh, I'm shooting all three matches. I'm shooting open in the optics, uh, single stack in the single stack nationals, which they call the factory gun nationals, and uh, limited in the limited nationals. What are you shooting?
1: I'm going to shoot PCC, then single stack, then limited.
0: So you're shooting a rifle and a pistol
1: match. I am. I'm also going to shoot two pistols in a pistol match.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a PCC fan as well. I've, this is a qualifier match for the, uh, for the World Shoot teams, which... If you're a competitor, you probably know. Listen to my podcast, and uh, so I'm kind of stuck on shooting open, but uh, it's it looks like a really fun match in PCC. So I'd like to I'd like to get in on that, but but maybe next time. Uh, so I'll let you go first. We'll, we'll finish up with our, our thoughts on the stages as a whole. Uh, I'll let Mike go first, and then I'll finish up with mine.
1: So it's it's really interesting. You know, in any match, I always like to look at what are the skills that we're testing here, and in a USPSA national championship. Uh, you know, the, this is the United States Practical Shooting Association held at Universal Shooting Academy. And so shooting, uh, i.e. accuracy, is an important part of what we do. I know that, that you train on accuracy a lot, Shannon. And, and, if, and if I only have a limited amount of time and a limited amount of rounds that I can expend, I use them all to train accuracy. It's the most perishable skill in the game. So we're going to test accuracy. We're also going to test speed. Uh, You know, the second leg of the the three-legged stool is speed. And there are places here where foot speed is going to matter. There are places here where speed and gun manipulation, reloads, those kinds of things are going to matter. Uh, But there's nothing in this match that is a circus stage or a whirly gig or something where you spend a lot of your time doing something that you wouldn't normally do shooting a USPSA match. So there's no basketball hoops. There's no bowling balls you know and, and all of those things are fun and there's there's a place for them but here we're going to test the skills uh that you develop to, to make you a better shooter and uh, i know that uh one of the skills that uh that, that we could all use more of is accuracy so there's going to be some accuracy here it won't be the hardest match you've ever shot but it's not going to be the easiest either uh there's some trouble out there i see places where uh if you uh pour the fuel to it a little too much, that there's places you can get in trouble. There's some no-shoots here. There's some hardcover here. There's some steel hardcover here. So, uh, at the end of the day, I don't see anything out there that every person who's shooting this match can't do, Uh, but it's going to be the people who do it the best, uh, most consistently across three days, and then in the aggregate across nine days uh, that determines who's going to be the winner. I agree, for the most part.
0: The... If you've shot a match here uh, under my direction, you know that I'm the uh, technical guy. I like the the shorter, technical, accurate-style stages. Um, semi-fit dude, so I like the physical stuff as well. That that bodes well for me. But um, I, I pride ourselves here on, as Mike said, being more around the shooting. The one thing I noticed, and, and this was a collaborative effort. Uh, Jake Martin has helped, helped a ton on the stages, did the bulk of the work there, the bulk of the heavy lifting. We had some members send in some stages uh, some local guys here sent some stages and I did some stages and, you know, we picked from those to, to, to put a good group on the ground. I had built most of the stuff, but it's really hard to tell. We didn't hang targets until yesterday. So we did some walkthroughs to, to vet out the positions and shoot throughs and, and make sure the stages were solid, but you really can't tell until you get the targets hung. And, and we got those up yesterday, got the final walkthrough done. And I, I kind of came away feeling like it ain't hard enough, but that's because a lot of the stuff I set up is probably, I wouldn't say too hard, but more more on the technical accuracy side. I think there's spots here where you can definitely open up. Uh, there's one, you know, one stage with all wide open uh, metric targets. That's maybe not running gun, but it's definitely move move quickly and gun. Uh, the one thing I noticed is there are more uh, metric targets here than I use on a regular basis. We tend to use a lot of classic targets, especially Florida Opens, all, all classic and I just like them because they're a smaller target, and frankly, they're easier to carry around in the golf cart when you're carrying stuff around. <laughs> um, so on the one hand, it looks like the targets are bigger, and, that, and, that, and that's what I realized Like, man, it looks like everything's so big and so so close, but that's because I'm not as accustomed to using so many metric targets. But where that also kicks your butt, and you'll experience this in PCC, their rifle shooter in a pistol match, uh, is it's easy to drop points when you think you can haul ass uh, on a big-ass target. And you hit a couple of Charlies, and especially if you shoot one of the minor divisions, you're down a lot. So uh, I think that's a challenge in its own right. You know, it forces you to shoot at the middle on a, on a bigger target than, than what I'm accustomed to see. I mean, everybody's going to aim on a 5-inch partial classic with a no-shoot at, at 18 yards. I mean, everybody's going to aim at that. You give them a wide-open metric target at 12 yards, and they're going they're to tend to push it a little bit, and then you drop a couple of points. And it's certainly easy to lose a match by, by a couple of points, especially if you're one in, in one of the minor divisions. But uh, I agree, good mix, a lot of classifier-type stuff. As people probably know, we're trying to implement some new classifiers out of this match, which I think is a good thing. And um, that results in the, the, the shorter technical stages that, that I actually like. So I, I'm interested to see how that works out. A lot of manipulation stuff, as Mike said, reloads and short movement. And uh, it's going to come down to hitting the middle, uh, even on the, the fast pace accuracy stuff. I think it's going to wrap it up, guys. We're, uh, we're kicking off early early in the morning and uh 3 days for the for the first match so we're getting getting ready to get started there and then we'll be getting the second match ready hopefully uh, as you listen to this I'll get this out right away so hopefully as you hear this you're you're on your way here and getting ready to rock and roll Okay, and closing thoughts
1: yeah since those targets are so big you shouldn't have any penalties in this <laughs> match
0: all right deal we'll see we'll see how that at the end thanks for joining me brother uh, you guys have a good match out there and hope to see you on the range Come inside, come inside They're behind the clouds